Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Native Land Pod is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with Reason Choice Media. All right, everybody. Welcome home, y'all. Welcome to Native Land Pod. We are your hosts. Tiffany Cross, Angela Rye, and Andrew Gillum. Hey, What's everybody. Up, Welcome home, y'all. Welcome home. We are still celebrating the tail end of Black history. By the time you guys get this podcast, it will officially be March. I mean, where did February no. go? It's a leap year and time is going so fast. What did you say, Andrew? No, I said, holy crap. No, but we have two more days, right? No. It's a leap well, year. We I mean, we'll have one more day on Black History Month. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. On, pod, on the podcast release. Right. And by the time people listen, it's going to be March. I was supposed to be so. able to talk better this week. I still can't talk. <laughs> it's okay. Well, because we have so much to talk about. Well, let me just say, speaking of can't talk, I do want um, our, our listeners and viewers to know I am a bit under the weather. And uh, find you a crew that cares enough about you to Instacart you a bunch of meds. Angela. My sister Angela, uh, Dr. Angela Medicine Woman. They uh, are natural remedies. A bunch of I meds. want her off of Theraflu. Natural remedies. She, she tried and to send it to me it every the, day. The, I had to decline. Well, it's you helpful. Been I, I look. I was supposed to call Angela to figure out how to taste this. It was the, the heart shaped herb. I had to pray to the answer to turn around and bow three times. <laughs> not but true. But I just took one of everything. <laughs> I took one of everything, and that was specifically so, not what she was told to do. Two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar is not one of everything. But I digress. Angela, I'm telling you, everything that was in that bag, I was taking one, and I'm like, this is zinc oil. Do I drink it? Do I put it on my hair? Oil. Both that was sure, oil so. of oregano. I like or, it. Or, it makes it real wavy and stuff. You got a part and stuff. It's good. Those juices and berries. <laughs> juices and berries. Uh, anyway, guys, I'll tell you one thing I really hate about the um, echo chamber is I never see us reflected. So I really love convening with you guys every week where we have conversation that we really have all week. And now it's just like you guys get to eavesdrop on the conversation. And we love that you're a part yes. of it, too. So I want to break down what we're going to get into. Uh, we had a big primary uh, in a battleground state, Michigan. So we're going to talk about that, what happened there with that protest vote. No big surprises in the winners, but that nuanced protest vote is certainly something to talk about. And we have a big week coming up because we're looking ahead to Super Tuesday. 
That's coming up Tuesday, March 5th. And the president will deliver his State of the Union address on March 7th. So we asked you guys to weigh in with what you wanted to hear him talk about. And boy, did you ever. So we have some of your comments. We're going to be talking about that. Um, We also want to get into um, how the DEI um, issues remain under attack. There are so many uh, attacks on these issues across the country and they continue. And speaking of um, things being under attack, our pockets are under attack. Mm. We're going to get into this Wendy's surge pricing (laughs) on this episode. So we got a lot to get into. So let's kick it off. And in the words of old school Janet Jackson, give me a beat. In some other news, fresh off Capitol Hill, uh, Mitch McConnell, Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, I'm sorry, Senate Minority minority Leader, he is Minority, minority. they have the Republicans are in the minority minority. on the Senate, Senate, in the upper chamber, Uh, he is stepping down, now he's not stepping down from his Senate seat, despite um, experiencing several medical incidents that we've all bore witness to, but he is stepping down from his uh, position in leadership. Uh, interesting facts about Mitch McConnell. His um, he made some remarks. Uh, I think what last year, maybe Angela, you remember when he talked about um, black people voting just as much uh, as Americans voting, as though they're separate. <laughs> uh, another interesting fact about Mitch McConnell: his family actually enslaved um, black people, which is part of how he got to his leadership position. So thoughts and prayers to him. Tiffany, may I add one more interesting fact? Yes, sir. Mitch McConnell also pulled off the greatest theft in history by taking Hmm. and stealing a Supreme Court justice seat, uh, during Barack Obama's Ah. term as president. And he got away with it scot-free. So let's get into the big news this week, and that is the Michigan primary. Um, No big surprises there, right? I mean, you guys have heard us talk about the protest vote that was introduced. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib encouraging people to do a protest vote. Well, a lot of people listen because as of right now, over 100,000 people, according to the latest uh, reporting, voted uncommitted. So before we get into the discussion, I want to let you guys hear what Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib had to say when she was leaving the voting booth. Take a listen and we'll talk about it on the other side. Everyone, it's Rashida. I was proud today to walk in and pull a Democratic ballot and vote uncommitted. We must protect our democracy. We must make sure that our government is about us, about the people. When 74% of Democrats in Michigan support a ceasefire, yet President Biden is not hearing us, this is the way we can use our democracy to say, listen, listen to Michigan, listen to the families right now that have been directly impacted, but also Listen to the majority of Americans who are saying enough. No more wars. No more using our dollars to fund a genocide. No more. All right. So that's Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib talking about voting uncommitted. Uh, Angela, Andrew, what do you guys make of that? Yeah. You know, the thing that I have to say here is um, I just I have some frustration to express. Um, I am so frustrated with the lack of empathy, particularly from people on social media. I can't tell you if I was the sole Palestinian um, representative in Congress what I what I would want people to do 
to make their voices heard. I want to remind folks that this is a primary election. It is the perfect time to make your voices heard, however you choose to do that, whether it is, I'm a vote for you, but here are my demands. I'm a vote for you, but here here's my agenda. Or I'm saying I'm uncommitted right now, and I'm going to make sure that I put all the pressure I have, the ability to apply to you until we get to the convention in Chicago. I think that she had to do what she had to do. I understand it. Um, I don't love it. It scares me, particularly when I look at um, the results uh, from Biden versus Donald Trump, where you see um, Joe Biden at 618,000 plus votes and you see Donald Trump at 756,000 plus votes. If the election were held today, that would have meant that um, Donald Trump would have beat um, Joe Biden in Michigan. And that is a battleground state. It's a state that's needed. The one thing that we know we can't afford to do in this country is write off any particular state. Like it's everybody needs to vote. Every single state, every battleground needs to be blue in order for democracy to be preserved. That is that's where right. we are. So there's a lot at stake, but I'm not going to say how dare she do this? Like she doesn't, she's, she is fully human, fully Palestinian and walking a very lonely road. And I don't know what that's like. So I, you know, I, I kudos to everyone who won turned out because that's the most important thing. What is not a protest vote is you sitting your ass on a couch. That's not a protest vote. That's letting somebody else vote for you. And so I think that the best thing that we could hope for in a democracy, um, in a two party system that frankly hasn't served uh, the least among us very well, I support um, them being active nonetheless. Agreed. Agreed. Now, now, Andrew, you know, Michigan is home to a very large Arab American population. We have all seen the carnage out of uh, Gaza. It is hard to look at. And it is not just an issue for Arab Americans. A lot of people are looking at what's happening over there. I'm very unhappy about it. What do you make? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And both both of you are right. Um, uh, Angela, I'm not sure what the sentiment has been on social media. I think it's probably pretty well known now. I don't read uh, social media comments anymore. But I got to tell you. The the exercise of a demonstration vote could not have been better placed than in a primary election. Let's just be clear about this, because if we were at November, which thankfully is nine months away and we were dealing with this kind of a protest vote, we'd be up the hill, up the creek without a pedal. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, lost the state of Michigan by somewhat 11000 votes to Donald Trump. 11,000. Yeah. Joe Biden in the uh, uh, rematch, uh, obviously, in last year, oh, sorry, last election cycle, won the state by a little over 100,000 votes. So we're anywhere between 11,000 and 100,000 votes making the difference between who gets the electoral votes out of Michigan and what that also means by further extension, who wins the presidency of the United States of America. That's what it comes down to. And so I saw interviews on television, many of those voters who came out and said, I voted protest because I want to send the White House a message that I don't like how the president is handling this this war uh, uh, in the Middle East. Um, and they said, but I want to jo- I want to vote for Joe Biden. I want to be convinced to be able to jo- for, vote for Joe Biden come the November election. So I think a good number of these people will come home. But. I don't believe they're coming home unless they see something different by way of how this administration is is, is effectuating policy there. Um, and it should be a warning sign to the White House. But I will tell you who else out of a, adopted a warning sign? Donald Trump. He lost uh, 300,000 really? votes to Nikki Haley, practically. Mm-hmm. You can't win the yeah. state of Michigan 
losing that many uh, Republican voters. And so I don't know how many of them say I'll vote for her now and then I'll switch and vote for him later. But my guess is a number of those people are probably not Trumpers or never Trumpers or now never Trumpers. And so that that ought to send a warning sign to the Republicans as well. I d- well, I'm glad you brought up Nikki Haley because she actually said that she is not getting out the race. Let's Wait, take a listen to what I just have one quick thing, one quick thing, <laughs> yo, one quick thing. Yo, I'm sorry, got, I'm sorry. It's going to be super quick. The only other thing I wanted to flag for everyone is in 2012, when Barack Obama was in the race, yeah. there was a primary where 11 percent of um, Michiganders voted uncommitted as well. 30, and it 000. wasn't a it wasn't a protest. Twenty one thousand. Okay, I thought it was twenty one thousand. It wasn't, there. but it was it was eleven yeah. percent of the of the turnout. And so I just want to make sure that folks also know that as well. That was all I wanted to say. All right, so Nick, I'm glad you brought up Nikki Haley, Andrew, because she says she's not getting out the race. So let's take a listen uh, to what she told CNN's Dana Bash this week. We've only seen a handful of states vote. I mean, look, I have said this before. As much as the media wants to jump ahead, we're taking this one state, one day at a time. That's what this is about. You know, if I got out when y'all were talking about it earlier, New Hampshire, South Carolina, whenever, it would be the longest general election race in presidential history. Still, if I got out today, it'd be the longest general election race in history. America is blessed to be a democracy. Let people vote. Now in the next week, we're going to watch 20 states and territories vote. Let's let that happen. That's real. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is the whole point of a contest. Um, Angela has been doing an excellent job posting these uh, news updates. You guys be sure to follow Native Land Pod on Instagram because you can keep track of what's happening. Uh, just so folks know, Super Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, March 5th, the state's voting Alabama, Alaska. That's GOP only in Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, and the U.S. Territory of American Samoa. Angela, what do you, I mean, does Nikki have a path to to the White House? I'm sorry, Nimrata, but I know you don't like when I call her that, but do you think she has a path to the White House? Um, Well, first, I just want to add that there have been a great number of of people who support us on the news clips online, and I want to shout out Camera and Lolo. Lolo's going above and beyond these days. She's like, research has to be in the news clips, too. So shout out to them. Um, Nikki Haley does not have a path unless there's some magic math that's going to happen at some point. Um, She is picking up delegates along the way. Um, I think right now at 22 delegates and counting, but we probably won't count that many more. I am suggesting that even though she's saying she's going to stay in the race, I don't think she'll stay in much longer than Super Tuesday, which is the same thing we said last week. Well, what is the point of her saying? Like, what do you what do you think about it, uh, Andrew, with her? Like, yeah. is, is her presence making a difference? I think that, for, first of all, for the Democrats, I absolutely think that it's making a difference. Why? Because we're going to be able to clip every one of these comments and put them in commercials and ads, uh, radio, television, and otherwise during the general election and target that very specifically to independent voters, undecided voters who are trying to make a decision between Donald Trump and uh, 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 the president, Joe Biden. And to have the have the how do you say the cosign of a tried and true Republican um, who represents a lot of stuff I don't believe in, has said a lot of stuff I detest. But to have a, 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 a Republican saying what she is saying in truth about Donald Trump will add a lot of fodder for the campaign as we get closer uh, to Election Day. But I will say you just say I think there are two advantages to her staying in one. I think she's probably preparing herself for. Uh, the next round of this, 2028, 
uh, coming out of this election, basically saying once all the trials are all done, once, you know, hopefully uh, Donald Trump is in the cuffs and, and prison, uh, you know, in prison, she'll say, hey, I'm your girl. I stood up when all the men dropped out, when everybody else didn't have the courage to take it toe to toe with Donald Trump. I did it. And I deserve to be the nominee this time. That's one reason, too. I think she's potentially waiting for one of these trials to straight up in this man's political career. I don't know if that will happen prior to November, but I think she's probably hedging that that might be a possibility. And if she's the last woman standing, last person standing, she may she may feel that she's in good position to win uh, the party's support as its nominee. Should he should he not make it to November? OK, but here's my question, because a lot of people are never Trumpers until they ain't. Correct. <laughs> Will we see a day when Nikki Haley is on stage saying, I, Nikki Haley, support Donald Trump? Yes. Sure. served in his sure. last administration. Sure, exactly. I think we can see that. Exactly. Except, they will fall except, in line. guess what? Those words aren't going away. Her critiques of him aren't going away. And the accuracy of those critiques don't go away. So it doesn't diminish our ability to take her words, put them in advertising, and let her take him down for real. Not lightweight, but real. I, the only thing I'll say to this is, you know, in so many instances, you hear people, I think particularly young people these days who are like, I, this is why I don't like politics. Because yeah. if you watch people speak out of both sides of their mouth, and we don't even have to wait for Nikki Haley to be on the stage endorsing Donald Trump, sure. maybe even hoping that she becomes his VP, right, to to watch the double speak, She will double speak and talk herself in circles in one interview. We saw it on The Breakfast sure. Club. We saw it on State of the Union. We saw we, it on IBF. We see it over and over yeah. again. We yeah. see it at the town halls. Like, she will talk herself in circles. So these are this is the reason. She embodies why so many people, particularly young folks, don't like politics. It's frustrating to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and look, I I just have seen time and time again where people have come out, been highly critical of this man, exactly. and eventually they fall in line. And it is crazy. It's it's like a cult, really. I, I don't doubt that, y'all. But this is why, is Tiffany and Angela, and I know we know this, but that's why we can't take any voter, any vote for granted. When you can mm-hmm. lose the presidency by the by 11,000 votes in one state, then y'all, if if you need anything else to underscore the importance, the imperative to your voice being in the process, this is it. Because this that's what it's going to come down to. A few states and a few thousand votes or maybe a few hundred votes in between. Yeah. Bush did become president yeah, well, with a four, uh, what was it? A five, four Supreme Court uh, decision, right? And a couple hundred votes in Florida in 2000 seriously. that made the difference. Every time. Yeah. The hanging chads. Yes, well, That's a throwback. Chads. Y'all remember that? Swinging chads. Yeah. Hanging chads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your neck of the woods, Andrew. They give us don't problems even get me started. down Just there. Just say Florida. Just say Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida, man. I tell you, you brought up a really good point about being able to lose the presidential election by just a few thousand votes. But there are some nuance to that. And I want us to discuss that. We have uh, a viewer question. Thank you guys for submitting all your questions uh, to us. And you can keep sending those at Native Land Pod on our Instagram handle. Um, but we have an interesting viewer question that we want to get to. But first, we're going to take a really quick break. But don't go anywhere because right after this, we're going to talk about Trump and black Trump supporters. Is it a real thing? We'll get to that on the other side. Don't go anywhere. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at FisherHomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Finance provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay, so we have a question from Joyce Smith from the Bronx. Joyce, what you got? My name is Joyce Smith-Jones. I'm from the Bronx, New York. My question is, why are some of our folks in our community still willing to support Trump after so much he continues to be... um, transparent about how he feels about our community. He has always been a racist and has never supported anything, even when he was a Democrat. And he, you know, was in the in crowd and hanging out with Jay-Z. He's never really been someone that we should trust and get behind. But yet so many of us are still willing to support this man. And I just don't understand why when he's clearly showing us that if he gets reelected again, we might as well be reporting to the nearest white person. Okay. Uh, Thank you for that that question, Joyce. I have to just start out before I kick it to you guys and say the math ain't math in here, guys. There is no large enough constituency of black men supporting Donald Trump that could swing this election either way. When you look at the map of where black voters live, um, it it is just not. I mean, if if we want to talk about people who are uh, supporting Donald Trump, the biggest number um, is white people. It's conservative uh, white voters. Um, in 2016, most white uh, blue-collar voters supported Donald Trump in Michigan. We just had a, a primary there. And um, they're, all of the union people, they swung their support to Donald Trump. The UAW endorsed President Biden, but they acknowledged most of their members support Donald Trump. So it baffles me why the media is constantly pushing this storyline as though black men could hand the presidency to Donald Trump. It's just not true. And I hate that storyline. So I take your point, Joyce, because you probably see that on social media. You probably see it on cable news. But there is not a large number of black men 
uh, supporting Donald Trump. There are some, but not a large enough number that they could hand this presidency to Donald Trump. But my, my co-hosts may have, have different thoughts. So what do you guys I think? just want us to be really careful about how we throw people's names into things. Um, she said that he was hanging out with Jay-Z, and I would like for her to tell me when and where that happened. Jay-Z's been consistent in his criticism of Donald Trump. When Donald Trump said that we come from shithole countries, Jay-Z said that that was um, unnecessary and hurtful. When he was talking about his presidency overall, he said, and I quote, he's bringing out an ugly side of America that we wanted to believe was gone. Like, I'm just trying to understand when we decide, like, who's doing what and why. And, at, on this, you know, at the same time, mm-hmm. we have someone who I love. I love Joey Crack. I love Fat Joe. But he's saying on one side, I don't support Donald Trump. And on the other hand, he's waving a, a Trump sneaker online. Like some of that stuff is not helpful. But I also want us to be very careful and cautious with our words. And I want us to also be careful with our influence. We can do all of those things. And I think that what is sad is you have, and we've talked about already on the show, we have 50 Cent talk about maybe Trump got it right on the migrant crisis. He ended up sitting down with people who we know, some of whom we love as well. Um, and he, of course, corrected after a conversation as well with, with uh, Eric Adams. But it's fine to express your frustration, but beware of the influence you carry and know that people are going to follow suit. When they think that you're frustrated enough and you throw Trump's name in it, they might think that is a vote. They may not want to engage. A, I just brought up a reason in the last portion. If they don't trust politicians, yeah. but they trust you because you've always shown up for them, yeah. you sound yeah. like them, you grew up like them. Yeah. Be very careful and yeah. mindful of the platform you carry and how you use that thing. And at the same time, just because one rapper did it don't mean all rappers did it. So let's not throw that at the feet of everybody. That just ain't cool and it ain't right. So You know what, Angela? That's that, a, that is so important, ahead, Angela. I just yeah, want to say yeah. really quickly because share responsibly. Yeah. Um, just because you see something, somebody wrote something, like make sure, verify your sources, seek yes. information from reliable, responsible sources. Angela just pointed out, we have no record of Jay-Z standing with, with Trump or endorsing Trump's presidency. It hasn't happened. And some of these, to your point, right, exactly. We have not seen anything like that. So... So again, when you say things like that, it's important to make sure that you're accurate. And I just want to point out to, to the point of Fat Joe, I echo everything you yeah. said, Angela. Um, Fat Joe is obviously in the Puerto Rican community. I believe he lives in Florida. It's a solid red state. Fat Joe holding the Trump sneaker is not uh, going to win the election for Donald Trump. But I think Angela makes a good point, Andrew, in that influence. I don't think that, you know, listen, most black people, I just hate that like we that the media reduces black men like they're going to see Fat Joe holding a sneaker and they're going to vote for Trump. Most people are not looking to Gen X rappers for how they're going to vote. But I don't want us to you, buy the sneakers the either. Like, I don't exactly. want to donate to his campaign. And, and I don't want to donate to his, his, his legal and fund. Donate to Andrew's legal fund. We're, exactly. Sorry. But we're Hallelujah. looking at these rappers Amen. like, you look a fool. You look a fool when you when you it's stand so with them. It's not that you're influencing our so vote. Think, we're looking at you like that's a clown. Real. It's just so disappointing. Real quick on the, Do uh, better. For, for, for Joy, I think she was saying, she was saying, even though he stood next to him and, and, and engaged with with uh, Jay-Z and she listed some others. He did not. He, I don't no, even no, want no, us no, to no, say no, that. Yeah, that did not happen. It did not happen. That's why you didn't see it. It has never I, happened. I get it. What I think she's referring to, for instance, just like you've seen the Clintons in the same place, location where Donald Trump has been. Maybe there were New York events because she is in New York. She may have yeah. seen them at the same place and thought that they were. But, oh, so I, I just want to. I'll put that in its own perspective, but I agree with you, Angela. If it were a sit-down meeting and a pat on the back and a you go do this, that ain't happened. We haven't seen that. But I yeah. will say your 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 comment around the 
the celebrity piece really hits close to me because I do think that they have the influence to help move people to the polls, keep them from the polls potentially, and maybe even shape how a person may vote. I don't know for sure, but I will say this. Y'all, celebrities largely got more money, more resources, live in a different world than you and I get to live in. And so I don't think it's beyond the pale for people who are wealthy in this country to lightweight side with 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 Trump here or there, possibly. I don't mm-hmm. know it for a fact, but possibly, but know that they are motivated by a different set of reasons than you might be motivated when you go to the polls. Furthermore, if Trump is using selling, hawking some uh, plastic, uh, orange or yellow slash gold impaled sneakers as his entree into the black community and why you ought to vote for him or if he's 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 pitching you on the fact that he got a mugshot and therefore we ought to be well, in solidarity that up, with him. Then yeah. just know, y'all, that that is it's the ridiculous. lowest hanging invisible fruit there ever is to compel anybody to be for you. Which if you want me as your voter, come to me with some public policy that is going to alter my life in such a way that I earn more, that I am able to Mm -hmm. uh, start a business as a minority and get some grant and loan assistance that takes it there. But this, this, this stuff uh, that this man is doing as a way to outreach to people of color and more specifically black folk, y'all, we ought to all be well, not upra- outrage, outraged yeah. and insulted. But that you know his what? Entree to us yeah, is let about me. That. Well, before we go on, guys, I just want to remind people what Donald Trump actually said. So take a listen to what he believes is his appeal to the black community. We've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts and they sell them for $19 a piece. It's pretty amazing. Angela. Listen, I'm going to tell you something that's um, not going to be popular. We have a lot of people who are motivated and inspired to go to the polls for some really interesting reasons. Um, There was a time um, in our electorate where um, someone who appeared to be the first real shot we had um, at a presidency um, after the ways, the many ways in which Reverend Jackson paved the way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But we knew that that was even a long shot. Barack Obama ran on hope and change, change we could believe in. It wasn't substantive policy. It was the hope that America could, act, could actually finally serve us. And then there are these other folks. And, 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 and we have to be really careful with like, well, rappers don't really move the needle. There's a reason why there are surrogate operations in every campaign from the mayor to the governor to the president. It does move the needle on some things. I am insulted by the direction in which Donald Trump has taken this thing, but I'm not going to be intellectually dishonest and say that broad stroke themes don't work to move bodies to the polls. Shame on him for saying that his mugshot was enough to move a base. But I think the real thing is, and this might be a a whole ass TED Talk podcast that we need to do to unravel it, there is something remarkable about someone who can relate to the the many challenges that we've had. It is not Donald Trump, to be super clear. But I think that it is highly worth considering as someone who is a student of political strategy, what it means to find someone who is, has been othered, 
what it means to find someone who has had to pull themselves up by their bootstraps after they found some boots that they could actually afford, what it means to really like be one of the people who was ostracized and not really allowed. You know what I mean? Like, what does it mean to have this person who really understands the plight of a community that has been so marginalized despite our significant contribution. And I think there's language at play that he has effectively used to reach some of our folks who haven't felt heard in the process. The problem is I need y'all to understand what gaslighting is. This isn't hope and change you can believe in. This is someone who is preying on you, not praying, praying, pouncing on you where you've been most vulnerable, playing like they understand what you're saying. Have you ever been in a relationship with a dude who has never heard you? And then all of a sudden, when you about to walk out that door, the dude starts telling you everything you ever told him. They like, you know, when you said such and such and so and so, I feel you. I get it. I got you. I'm with you. And they're doing all that. And then you're like, oh, OK, he really gets it. I finally feel heard. And then you go back. Why is Angela telling me? <laughs> Say, you are some people's streets right now. Listen, but I, I want to, I want we got to nail this so we get it right. Yeah. So we can see the yes. demon coming. Yes. That is what he's doing. And then when he gets you, boo boo, he going to say, actually, you, I am still the law and order president. Your ass going back to jail for nothing. And when he gets you, he's going to say, I do still think Harriet's ass deserves to be on a $2 bill and not a 20. When yeah. he gets you, he is going to say, I do think you should be sharecropping and not holding shares in this corporation. Yeah. When yeah. he gets you, he's going to say, actually, grab them by the vagina. Don't let them have IVF. Don't let them have an abortion. I don't care if there was rape or incest involved. And on top of that, Fuck your birth control. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. He's saying all yeah. the right things, but he's doing it for all the wrong reasons. He hope your ass stays at home. He hopes you go to the polls See, and votes for yeah. him. He hopes you get a nigga for Trump T-shirt. And then you are boo-boo the fool. And I don't think that we're that dumb. Prove me right that we're not yeah. that dumb. I didn't cuss. I didn't got in trouble with my pastor, my yeah, mom and daddy, daddy and all that. Upset. But that was necessary. I've, it yeah. was thank necessary. You for, I, hey, we thank got you for well, a lot word. of people listen to the podcast who ain't bad about it. Andrew, I, I was say, a bishop um, today. Now I, you can't all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, though, because this is a point of disagreement. And I, I may be the cheese may stand alone here because, Andrew, you made this point. Angela made this point. Andrew, you're saying celebrities have an influence. Angela, you're saying rappers can sway people. I am trying to think if I've ever been moved by a celebrity on a policy. I don't position. think you would. I, you know, that could be you, Tiff. I don't think you right, would. Right, right, right. So, so that's my question. Like, who is the population, you guys They're think, up. who is... Almost everybody but, but, but the us. The reason why this nuance point, when I don't know about that because the reason why this is such an important point because I think the media gets this wrong so much. My grandmama was never moved by a celebrity. My aunts were never moved. But there are, to your point, if you guys are saying that, I just wonder who are these people? And I want our viewers, when you guys listen to this and weigh in, yeah. do you know people who are, are moved by rappers or celebrities? Have you ever been swayed by a rapper or celebrity it, just, yeah. on how you cast or a celebrity? Vote? I agree. Now I'm just curious. Andrew, it's your turn. Or and then no, I mean, I, I, I think yes. Uh, it, they, they do have they, Angela mentioned the fact that there is an operation inside of every campaign that has ever run that has likely been successful where you have surrogates who come and they do it for a number of reasons one of which they want press but are they celebrities they pr- yeah are, I mean my yes. campaign did it I'll tell you I, I, we had everybody yeah. who would come everybody um, and in part because we knew that different people took their marching orders took their influence from different folks I am not for everybody 
Angela, you are not for everybody. Tiffany, you are not for everybody. We are not even as wide, diverse and divergent opinions as we may have as 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 I think model a person. Uh, the both of you are different folks look different places uh, uh, to get influence and they find to find influence. And that's why there's an influencer culture, because we know that there are folks who do things based off of what other people say. That said, Angela, your points were brilliant. And the only thing that's I have brilliant. to say is that I think if he is communicating, if the, if he is that man that you're about to walk away from, who then starts mm. spewing the right things as if it's 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 been there always, he didn't do a good job at spewing it. I'm talking Donald Trump. The, mm. the just the overwhelmingly obvious tokenizing way in which he does and says what he says. Because I agree with you, Angela. I I opened myself up to a whole new round of people after being indicted. I didn't know it was a thing, but there yeah. were people. Who, who said, man, yes. I, I wish you were governor and I wish you had done that thing and this is that and the third. But, bruh, you know, you now know what the man does and what they yes. do. And what, you're not fooled. Yes. And so it signaled something different. However, I had an unpacked a conversation about the need for larger to criminal justice reform because it shouldn't be that you've got to hire a million dollar lawyer yes. and uh, 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 be a former elected official and a former uh, you know, a party leader to be able to fight back against a system that trounces on us every single day, right? Yeah. This man didn't do that. Well, he just yeah. said, I got a mugshot and mugshot, and y'all ought to be with me. The blacks are out there with me because well, I, my yeah. faith, because I went to, I have a mugshot? That's not we, sincere. We, it is nothing well, but tokenizing. Yeah. And for those who buy that bait, maybe you get what you deserve. But the problem no, is, is you getting it. what you no, deserve. I don't think that. I'm yeah. sorry, but you getting what you deserve puts your foot on my neck and the That's neck right. of my children That's and right. my children's children. Yeah. That's why it's so important that we take this thing for real and for serious because it ain't just about you. The implications will impact you. Please believe, because everything Angela said is right, but it's going to impact more than just you. I think it'll impact the communities and the people you care about the most. Really quick on well, this. Well, speaking of impact in the community, I just want to say under the Trump administration, because you talked about CJR criminal justice reform, um, in a day, his uh, AG at the time, Jeff Sessions, brought back mandatory minimums. And that was a, a huge Absolutely. thing that devastated Absolutely. the black community. I also just want to make the point that when you guys are saying celebrities uh, as validators, I think community validators can also be your book For club. Sure. They can also of be course. your sororities For or your sure. frat brothers. Right. So I just wonder, I really want to hear For from sure. the, um, the uh, audience I know on this you don't want to hear from me no more, but comment. I got one more thing on the surrogate. We know we went a lot longer on this, but I think it is, it should be something that we unpack point by point on another pod but surrogate operations aren't because that that person in and of themselves saying I'm going to do this therefore you better although it might if Beyonce goes and says I'm going to do this therefore you better maybe it moves bodies to the polls she did it with Beto it didn't work all the way but maybe well, if she was standing in the election yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it, you know, but we had a concert for you the night before the election I, and people still went to vote for you, Andrew, in the rain. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. there are people when that, that have the function of moving bodies to the polls. But you know what I think the bigger purpose of a surrogate operation is to bring in people to do no harm. There are people mm. that stepped mm. out um, against Andrew. I will never forget Luke Campbell. 
Um, it, right, and it wasn't primary. against you. It was mm. for, yep, it was for the the mayor of my. It was in Miami Beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, Levine. Yeah, I right? remember that. And, and I was so like, how could you do this when a black man was running? Luke said he didn't know Andrew was running. That couldn't could indeed have been the case. Andrew was running on a shoestring budget in the primary. He was making it happen. But I do think that the most important thing that a surrogate operation could have is a provision of doing no harm, bringing enough people to do no harm, to get yeah. educated about it. So when nonsense is put on social media, they're in a position to push back a little bit. That is, a, I think, the initial purpose of surrogates, but they do move bodies not only to the polls, but to do no harm. Yeah. And since you bought in that's Luke, a good point. And I think Luke that's who then tweeted this past week. Yes, he did. Uh, about if Tump, you watch he that said speech, Tump. He about Trump, Trump. Yeah, you still with I, him I and you black? Man, he please. said Trump though. I need yeah. somebody to to spell Trump. Nah, he said he, Tump. That may have been intentional. No, we gonna go from now from this point on. He told me, um, Angela, <laughs> ain't no uh, such Angela, thing as a black about Trump. Angela, <laughs> look at these look at these questions. I want because when so many people yeah. weighed in, uh, uh, a lot of people had things that they wanted President Biden to address in his State of uh, the Union. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, um, listeners, so I, I for wanna, responding I to give that. Those people appreciate yes, it. thank you, guys. Yes. Let's roll that, and then we'll talk about it. Hello, Native Land Pod. Thank you so very much for this call to action. I am Manny's Millennial Mouth, huge fan. And what I want President Biden to address at the State of the Union is the fact that we're only two months in, 2024, and already eight school shootings have occurred. And every time the topic of gun control is brought up, the pushback is from the people that claim they are so pro-life and they'll say, well, what about the protection of the Second Amendment? What about the protection of our children? Parents are sending their children to school to get an education and instead they're getting a hefty hospital bill or they're getting a funeral service. Mm. You know why she picked this question, Andrew? Because she's interviewing for the fourth host. CAU, baby! Clark Atlanta. <laughs> Clark Atlanta. CAU. How about... Shout out Andrew to the HBCU. Oh, every oh, show. Oh, they may I also yeah, say, I am an exactly. honorary. I have an honorary doctorate from, from Clark Atlanta oh, University. I didn't know so that. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Thank you, CAU, for honoring our brother. Um, what, what do you guys think about that? I do just want to uh, put a little news here. Uh, this week, the Supreme Court is considering uh, banning bump stocks. You guys mm-hmm. remember of that horrific shooting in uh, Las Vegas. The Trump administration, surprisingly, uh, issued a ban on bump stocks. It's been banned since 2018. There is a chance this week that the Supreme Court could overturn that and reintroduce bump stocks into society. I don't know why anybody would do that, but that is happening this week. But what do you guys make of his question? I didn't really feel like he asked the question. I think he told us exactly what he wanted Joe I, Biden I to address. I thought he was interviewing for the fourth uh, co-host. I'm, I'm, He's I great. like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was saying, what about the protection yeah. um, of the it's, Second Amendment? What about the protection of our children? How? But there are a lot of black people who, you know, there are plenty of, of black people who are Second sure. Amendment uh, advocates. There are plenty of black gun my owners. Grandma, my, my granddaddy. Uh, can we have... <laughs> Both. Especially in that Bible Belt in the South. Like, my, my uncles think it's so strange that I live in a house and I don't have my a gun. And like they're like, you don't have a gun? You need a gun? Right. Papa Rye look like he packing. <laughs> so I just wonder, um, Careful. is Careful. there, how do we balance that with um, all this, this gun violence school shooting? And is gun control um, legislation going to stop these mass shootings? I believe it will. Um, it will limit it. I don't know that it will bring it to a screeching halt. Not a halt, but guess what? Look, a, look around the world, on. and there is not another developed nation in the world that confronts the level of gun violence incidents that we have here in the United States in a single month of the year 
we can't find another country that has had that many violent uh, gun violence related incidences and mass shootings than a than a one year analysis in their own countries. So there's something special, particular and unique in this country about our gun toting culture that is uncomparable, uncomparable to any other place in the world. It is a problem. We all have to know it. Now, why it is that we have folks in Washington, D.C. who are so entrenched, as the brother said, who are so pro-life, but don't care a thing about life once it's out of the womb. Don't care a thing about it, right? Do nothing to advance life uh, beyond uh, the speaking point, the talking point, the political uh, uh, advantages of it. And I'll just say, look no further than the humongous lobby that exists for guns largely the National Rifle Mm. Association, the money that they put into campaigns and elections, and you will get your answer. All right. Money is the guiding principle here. Uh, That's what they want. That's what they're after. Many of these folks don't carry guns themselves. They don't have them in their homes themselves. Yet they're out here advocating what our founders and framers could have never conceived of. And that look, back then, if you shot a gun, you had half a chance of shooting yourself. That was the technology of yeah. the day. They did not they did not consider that you could have a gun that in a matter of seconds, seconds could strike down 12 people. They never conceived it. Yeah. That. All right, Angela, you you got another question for yep. us? I want President Biden to address why he is willing to give 95.3 billion dollars to Ukraine and Israel. 95.3 billion of our tax dollars to foreign countries instead of dealing with the problems that we have here at home. We have student loan crisis, we have an education crisis, we have an infrastructure crisis, we have a healthcare crisis, we have black unemployment crisis, we have a black wealth crisis. Do you realize that $95.3 billion is the same as giving 3 million Americans $30,000 worth of relief from their student loans? I don't feel like he's asking the question. He's yeah, he made it plain. He's super make clear. It um, it's a great proposal. Uh, I don't mind it at all. I'm always for um, relief, financial relief for our people. We need it, um, and certainly for reparations. Even though this wasn't a reparations proposal, but I think our folks did a great job of weighing in with what they wanted to hear from President Biden um, in the State of the Union address. Hopefully, his team is taking note. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but Andrew, what do, you, what do you think about what he was saying about this aid that we are? Uh, look, a, a big issue that we just saw play out in the Michigan primary um, is we are funding a lot of what we see the IDF doing in Gaza. And a lot of people feel very uncomfortable with that. Um, do we think that will have an impact in the general? Uh, and and what, what, what would he say about yeah. that? Or what could he say about that during the State of the well, Union address he, he, to put, maybe put people at ease? But I don't think people will well, be Well, I think ease. he could say a lot, but it would be more more important that if his words would actually carry sway with uh, 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 Benjamin Netanyahu versus basically going into the ether um, and not really having an impact. Um, We see the country, American taxpayers, of course, funding, has funded largely Israel's security uh, since its independence. And and I don't I don't I don't take issue with that at all. And by the way, I think student loans and student loan debt is an issue that ought to stand on its own two feet. And the president does have a proposal in that regard. And what we have to worry about is whether the Supreme Court is going to take a machete hatchet to it um, and strip that program down to the point that it doesn't exist uh, unless the Congress gets their act together and passes it. Um, the, 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 the one thing that I 
neglected to say earlier when we talked about the results in Michigan is that outside of Dearborn, Michigan, where we have the largest concentration of Palestinian Americans, the other constituency that is terribly shaken by watching what they see happen on their TV screens over there are young people. And I'm not talking about young people concentrated Mm -hmm. in Michigan. I'm talking about young people everywhere around the country. They're coming out on college campuses and in neighborhoods. And just as his brother did with with the question to say, what are we doing? They are acting as a matter of conscience. And young voters, let me tell y'all, they ain't, they ain't stupid. They don't have to be told what to do, when to do it, so on and so forth. For them, they are acting as a matter of conscience. And they don't believe that conscience resides in any one party by itself. They believe that conscience resides yeah. based off of what you do from action to action to action to action. And so I feel that. And I just, you know, I'm proud that they're engaged and involved. And I hope that the president, frankly, is able to deliver more than lip service in a state of the union, such to the point that circumstances change on the ground. All right. Thank you guys for submitting all these questions. We have one more coming right up after this break. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you on the other side. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home financing provided by victory mortgage llc nmls 461249 equal housing lender okay our last question it comes from akiva let's see what akiva has to say hi i'm akiva tellison i'm at birmingham southern college and we're in the africanist of pillar thoughts class and our question today is, how do we convince a single mother who thinks $1,600 refund and tax credit is nice but not sufficient, or the young man with a felony conviction that the ability to vote will not get him housing, employment, or restore his humanity? More importantly, how would you convince those of us in college who see mountains of debt, lower wage jobs, and higher cost of living that voting in this or any election will change the way we currently see our futures? Well, what do you say? 
Well, what I say is the president should answer that. <laughs> and, and, and through his, and, and by the way, I think we'll have a good answer on a number of those, of those issues. But I think the broader point, and it's well taken, it is that everyday people who go out and cast a vote expecting that their lives are going to change, to shift in some really demonstrable way as a result of having done so, um, expect to see it happen. And the only ad, the thing I would add to it is it should happen. And in, and in truth, many of those issues can be addressed through public policy. Problem is, is that it takes a cooperative House, a cooperative Senate, a president prepared to sign it and go to bat for it. And that's just part of the process. I don't want anyone to walk away thinking that their vote didn't matter or didn't count because their, their thing or one of their things didn't get cured over that particular person's you know, time in office. Just know that politics requires the long game. Even though elections are every two, every four or so years, it requires not the patience of Job. We ain't got, we ain't got to wait 40 long years uh, in a process that, that should be responsive. Um, but it does sometimes take time. Um, don't give up based off of, 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 of unfulfilled uh, efforts. Um, it just means apply more pressure. And guess what? Pressure bursts pipes, um, which is why it requires our involvement in the process. I love it. Thank you for that, Andrew. I'm going to shift us a little bit uh, and, and talk about politics are everywhere, everywhere because they are. Um, this week, uh, here's the question. Where's the beef? Am I, I know I'm not the only one nah, old enough to remember know that commercial. Old, Y'all nah, remember those commercials? Where's the beef? <laughs> yes. Well, I got beef with Wendy's. Um, the fast food giant is expected to roll out surge pricing, which is similar to what Uber does. So essentially, demand will determine how much we pay for food. Um, the a spokesperson for the company said this could start as early as 2025, uh, and they're going to be testing a variety of enhanced features on digital menu boards like this. I got to tell you guys, I do not like this <laughs> at all. Um, well, th- well, this is why, because well, first of all, I don't eat a lot of fast food, but when you consider where our people live, um, I think it's like one out of every five black people live in a food mm. desert. Mm. So it's not like they got a Whole Foods on the mm-hmm. corner or fresh produce, you know, around the block. And so sometimes their meals come from these convenience stores or bodegas or fast food chains. And then when you look at the wealth gap and how that impacts our people, um, black communities are more likely to face hunger. And so um, I think in 2022, uh, nearly 23% of black people in this country, in this very wealthy country, um, were experienced food insecurity. Mm. And so this just, to me, seems like corporate greed. I don't like it at all. Um, yeah. I think nearly 9 million black people cannot have no access um, to a healthy uh, lifestyle restaurant, uh, et cetera. So um, a lot, we were talking about this in our group chat and uh, our, our good friend, Dr. Jason Johnson said, well, the employees get paid more um, during those, those, hours. those times. <laughs> and Right. It just, I don't know. And, and there was some reporting today. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. It was about Family Dollar. And they were fined $41.6 million because they were storing food in places that were rat infested and selling it to customers. And, and people knew about it and, and they just did it. And so this just seems like mm. another way to crush 
uh, our people. I, I just don't like it. Do you guys have? I mean, I just say, so the, the the CEO of the company says uh, they detest the word surge. They don't mean the comparison between them and Uber. Uh, in fact, they didn't even mean higher prices. I just want the CEO to use uh, the the word that they preferred like. was dynamic. They said they, their pro, their proposal is dynamic pricing. And I'd like the CEO to just use the word dynamic pricing in a sentence, maybe a few sentences, so that we could get a better understanding of you didn't mean higher prices at different times or lower prices at different times. Then what is what exactly is dynamic pricing, please? Di- and by the way, well, shout me, out just to, uh, to Wendy's Twitter when I used to read it. It used to be off the chain, very, you know, very direct and honest. I don't know what they're yeah. saying about this, but y'all got to correct this thing real quick because because I don't know what dynamic yeah. pricing means. Right. Nobody does. And and they say it isn't. This is according to their spokesperson who told us to a Fox uh, business uh, so reporter, AI true. enabled. Uh, <laughs> a, well, what they say is AI enabled menu changes and suggestive selling based on factors such as weather. So this is another area where AI will influence even our food product. I mean, this is, it's, it's a bigger deal than I, I think they uh, are, are making it. Um, but Wendy CEO, Kirk Tanner, um, announced this on an earnings call. So I just want to say, I do not like it. All right, like Mr. Tanner, it. use like it in that. a sentence. Use it in a sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I want to take us back to the dirty, dirty, the dirty South. South. Uh, and talk about what is happening with these attacks on DEI. I want to give a shout out to the good brother Randall Woodfin down there. So let me first tell you all uh, what the story is. So there is a bill that passed in the Senate that will essentially kill any DEI funding, state funding, um, to go to schools. So any DEI programs, um, they won't exist. Now take a listen to why uh, Senator uh, Barfoot who is a Republican, obviously, um, who says why this is problematic. Those DEI offices that would be abolished in this legislation certainly are some of the offices that were promoting those divisive type concepts. So he's saying DEI is divisive. Uh, mayor Randall Woodfin, he's mayor of Birmingham, a Morehouse College alum, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Uh, he said on social media that if state lawmakers passed this bill, barring diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in states, public schools, and universities, he would encourage parents of minority student athletes to select colleges and states where diversity and inclusion are prioritized. Mm. This is a huge way for young people to Mm. exercise their power. Andrew, a lot of athletes come out of Florida. It's a big football town. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Sometimes we act like a town, but yeah. No, it's all good. (laughs) We have have some town mentality sometimes. But, but, you know, the point by uh, Mayor uh, uh, Woodfin is, is well taken. And we know that we know that the South produces a great number of athletes. We know what percentage um, uh, uh, black athletes, um, black men particularly, and, and black women take up in the various fields of sport. Um, and it could be used as a real leverage should folks collectively decide, you know, decide to do so. I would just say the diversity and equity, equity and inclusion is becoming a bad word. And if we don't figure out a strategy... Yeah. Very quick, fast, and in a hurry to help put into context the ways in which if you aren't thinking about us, if you are not talking about us, then we are not a consideration. If, if, if we don't call out the ways in which these disparities exist and then create ways to close that gap, the only thing I can take away from you is that gap doesn't matter to you. 
And that's what these legislators are trying to communicate. That gap doesn't matter to them. It's never mattered to them. No, it matters. Companies who came after George Floyd. Right. Uh, uh, let me tell you, it, 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 it of course matters. I'm saying for those folks who are putting in place, like in my state, Mm-hmm. An end, a ceasing of diversity and inclusion programs, funding, targeting in that direction, yep. the ending and obliteration of affirmative action and so on and so forth. If you don't count it, it doesn't exist. But it matters it, to them. The reason why they're trying to yeah. stop it is because it matters to them. They're afraid of it. You see what I'm saying? Of course like, they are afraid. They, mm-hmm. We That's are what afraid. I'm so, what I'm so, saying, they don't mm-hmm. want it. Because it I, no, doesn't matter as far as a priority is their concern. It matters to them. And let me tell you how much it matters to them that they would go even further in Senate Bill 129, further than the Stop Woke Act in Florida to expand divisive concepts to include funding and recognition even for a black student union. That they would yeah, go, wow. so, that they would go so far as to say, and this I think is consistent with Florida's HB7, that any author who expresses that they feel complicit in past wrongs because of their identity or historical documents demonstrating historical perspectives on race, gender, or class, those readings, essays, books, and films would be prohibited. They cannot assign them. They don't even want to talk about like slavery. What slavery? That's just we were all roommates wow. living together, being fed well, sleeping well and sharing the same land, just working on it for free. Angela, they, they not- want to say down here that if you call a person a racist, that you can be sued for libel. Yes. Slander and yes, libel. I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is and, and so if I know how frustrating HB7 and the impacts of it in Florida have been to you. I'm telling you, Alabama made it bigger. So one of the things that my dad has been saying for many years is that he is eager to see athletes, not just when they're existing and, and, and making money for the schools in the racist South, in the Confederate South. But also the schools who um, exist in covert covert practices of racism, even in the North. He's like, all of these black athletes need to go to HBCUs. This is why he's called for that for so many years. Senate Bill 129 is horrible. I, Mayor Woodfin, you know, I reached out to you and asked for a video. This is why I knew we were going to talk about on this podcast. We talked about it on The Breakfast Club. It's major. I would love to see the African-American Mayor's Association stand together with him in this. The CBC to stand together with him in this. For the the one governor we got, Wes Moore, to stand with him in this. And hopefully we can get some things moving a different way. Andrew, I think you said earlier in another way, but DJ Quick said it best. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. We need to make sure that we take our dollars somewhere else because they're not respecting our person. That's That's a remix on Dr. King. That's real. Can can I just put into context the dollars? Uh, this is according to the latest reporting. It's kind of I think it's from 2017, so it's probably more. But about 26 percent of the population in Alabama is black. 11 yeah. percent of the students at the University of Alabama are black. In 2017, about 80 percent on the start of the starters of the 2017 uh, football team were black. The head coach at the time, uh, who you guys know, Nick Saban, he was the highest paid employee on campus, earning more than $11 million annually. The next three highest paid individuals at the university were assistant coaches, all white. The football players were not paid. So they are willing to profit off our bodies, a very American thing to do, but not prioritize um, our equality uh, and, and inclusion. Another thing, Angela, to to your point um, about the legislative body and the roles that we play, um, when when SCOTUS struck down affirmative action, they made a key exception for the military. I thought that was very telling. It's okay to consider 
uh, quotas, as they would call it, for the military. And I just, as we close on this topic, want to say what um, Justice Kintanji Brown Jackson observed. The court has come to rest on the bottom line conclusion that racial diversity in higher education is only worth potentially preserving insofar as it might be needed to prepare black Americans and other underrepresented minorities for success in the bunker not in the boardroom. Come on, So we got a lot of work. We still in the fight. We still in the fight, y'all. Still in the fight. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to be right back after this break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome home, y'all. Native Land Pod. I'm kicking it to our resident attorney. Mm. She's an occasional medicine woman because she <laughs> sent me a care package. But she's going to put her attorney hat on. Angela, I, you know... I am uh, not as vested in this Fonny case as you. I want to know what the latest you is. You are so vested in this case. I hate that and it's you a are case. So- <laughs> I'm vested, but I just, I'm, I hate that it's about I her. It's a case. I'm like, is he is still the person who broke the yes, law. he is still the person that broke the broke the law. And it's not a whole case. She's not on trial. She There is you a hearing like about her true. conduct. So I want us to be very, you know, I'm very serious about being careful. It feels with her. like it, uh, Angela. Well, Talk and about for that. Good. They're trying to make it like that. Well, I have to be better with my words and more responsible. This is a hearing. She is not not on That's trial. Right. She did not break a law. It is not we a don't case. Think she broke a law. It is to see if she can 
right. Yes, right. You're exactly. not sure. Well, we well, they're not even the question isn't even if she broke. If the law. she perjured herself, right? we have a challenge. If she perjured herself, we have a, a significant challenge. Okay. But nonetheless, the question at hand is whether or not Bonnie Willis and the Fulton County DA's office writ large will be disqualified from prosecuting Donald Trump and his 18 co-defendants. It's nerve-wracking. You don't want any distraction. You want this thing to go forward because you're like, let's just get to the testimony. Let's present all the evidence. But right now, the only evidence that anybody's considering is what when Nathan Wade went to her house for the first time, when they started texting, what they were texting about, that's likely to come up um, later on this week. By the time this pod airs, um, they'll be prepping for that. And apparently... Uh, Nathan Wade's business partner, Terrence Bradley, was on the stand on Tuesday. And right now we're going to take a listen. That's a simple question, Mr. Bradley. You're a lawyer. Did you lie to Miss Merchant when you told her facts about Mr. Wade and Miss Willis's relationship? Not that I recall. I, I don't recall. Um... I mentioned earlier that I speculated on some things. Um, I've testified to what I did know, uh, so I, I, I can't recall whether or not I... No. Mr. Bradley, speculation is kind of a weaselly lawyer word. Let's speak truth here. Then You're under oath. argumentative at this point, Your Honor. Not having right. relevant questions. Mr. Right, Bradley. Let's find a question, Mr. Rice. Mr. Bradley. When you were communicating different details of the relationship between Miss Willis and Mr. Wade to Mrs. Merchant, did you lie to her about any of those details? Objection. Asked and answered twice. Uh, I don't think he's answered it yet. I don't recall ever um, whether any of it was a lie or not. Okay. So here you have, Ugh. yep, here you have someone who's under oath. He's trying not to perjure himself. At least this is the appearance. I'm not going to say anything. He appears to be trying not to perjure himself. Um, do not recall is normally a safe bet. And um, at some point in his testimony, he references the fact that he speculated. And this yeah. is the thing that I want to say to you um, as a black woman in this country. And then I'm going to put my lawyer black back, lawyer hat back on. The thing that I want to say to you as a black woman in this country is shut your ass up. Now, back with my lawyer hat, I'm going to say, <laughs> you know, this is really this this presents a real issue. You don't want to have someone speculating on your relationship and then putting you more in the crosshairs of something, creating more of a distraction. And what is I know uh, Fonnie Willis's biggest trial of her life, Nathan Way's biggest trial of his life. You do not want to be the distraction. This is why a lot of folks don't take cases like these because their personal lives aren't above reproach. I'm not saying they're not, but sure. right now we got a little bit of smoke. Well, I'll tell you, I, w I watched the entire hearing yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the brother said uh, in an undisputed way that he did not have any personal direct knowledge of when the relationship started. So if if what we're trying to get to is a definitive on the date of when it started in two, the end of 2019 or in January, February or March of 2020, he couldn't provide that. So I know Do we you got know this why hearing he on, on the, the records on Friday. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you know why he was on the stand? I do know why he was on the stand because he text he sent message text messages with the Trump speculating for sure. And all I'm he saying shouldn't have is done that. 
He should not have done that. Of course he shouldn't have, but he seemed all too eager to want to throw himself into that. Now, mind you, this is also a lawyer who parted ways with Nathan Wade because there was an allegation at the firm of sexual assault or misconduct by this gentleman. And so we've had two face-to-face witnesses who who have put themselves into a position of being a fact witness who both have access to grind with the two principals at subject here, Mr. Nathan Wade and, of course, uh, uh, District Attorney Fonnie Willis. So the only two people who supposedly saw, heard, or done anything, done but between these two people, are both compromised. He was completely and compellingly unconvincing and uncompelling in his testimony yesterday. But I have to tell you, I can't see why three bar, bar Georgia attorneys would make statements and profit, uh, 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 profess before the court and other filings that 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 they have done something or didn't do something that actually can be proved that that occurred and perjured themselves and then lose their bar license. I don't know why three, not counting, including him now, three barred attorneys would do that. So it's just, I'm sick of the fact that I feel like the judge, by going down every rabbit hole exposed, every rabbit hole, I think is expanding this way beyond the scope that is necessary and the required. The judge is because not doing to, that. The judge I do is, I just, he's making the no, decision. He's no, no, making well, the he, decision. But he's being asked by the Trump attorneys. And I think that the thing that we have to be mindful of is the thing keeps unraveling. The first issue at play was whether or not she financially benefited from this Correct. relationship at all. Then it be, started to become apparent that conflict of interest was even more at play. Now there's a third issue beginning to unravel, and that is perjury. Yeah, so but, they, it, but, but all I'm it saying is the is responsibility of the judge to yes. be impartial, yes. to hear both sides. And if they're like the, the reason why this took so long is because this man got on the stand, said more than he needed to say, and then tried to rope it all back in. Is like, oh, actually, this is protected by attorney-client privilege. Well, you already exposed yourself to violating attorney-client privilege by oversharing on the stand. There had to be a separate um, conversation with the judge about that. There are make, there's a, t- a ton of unforced errors. I'm sorry, y'all. There I, are I a agree. ton of unforced errors. Angela, you errors. and I, we are in agreement. What I'm saying is this every is door that update. is open, <laughs> every door that is apparently opened yeah. in this case is also summarily closed without ever reaching the determination that she had profited, that she had conflict, or that the relationship began outside of when she said well, so. Well, that's every, because the evidence is still being presented. But every hole they go down and that the judge allows. He had to allow whether or not uh, a phone records are going to come into play here. Yeah. He had to allow whether or not he was going to strip the attorney-client privilege back to uh, 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 not cover. After the attorney violated it on the stand, though. I just, but, I think we need to, this judge, I'm, I'm going to, like... You you'll very rarely hear me defend a white judge. This judge has been very fair. He's I, been he's I, checked I, them when Fonnie Willis was getting asked and, and answered the question over again. He's like, we've been down this, we're doing this, we're fine. He didn't but do he it yesterday. To, yesterday he well, overrode nearly every objection made by uh, because the, the guy the, was not answering the question. No, because he was answering it. It wasn't to his satisfaction. Okay. Maybe it wasn't to his belief. And therefore, I mean, he allowed, we just watched his testimony. It was hard for me to believe it. There was I, that's no why my, my black woman thought, hat was shut your I ass thought, up. I thought he was terribly unconvincing. All it's I'm horrible. simply saying is the judge has a complete amount of discretion on what avenues allow that he allows to be open. And this man needed to be able to prove that he could be a fact witness. 
hearsay he is probably, not a fact. The judge is probably is being a, careful now because his contribution to Fonnie Willis of 150 damn dollars is now in question. Like he matter, has to be. I, okay, he got to be impartial. I think we the judge is, is, is certainly presenting himself as impartial on, on, on the side of the Trump uh, defense. Certainly, I think he is. All right, can I... Well, that's not. Can I just hop in here? I just want to remind everybody that we have Donald Trump on (laughs) tape asking elected (laughs) officials to find eleven thousand votes while we are going over minutia of this woman. I told you we didn't even. We get into what she could have, should have, would have done. But the bottom line is these people try to uh, upend democracy. And that is a very serious charge and a serious issue. And when these two started banging, old work should not be messing up her presenting this case uh, that should be a shoe-in for this man trying to steal for an sure. election. That's a very serious for sure. issue. And now, and, I have and a now question Tiffany, for you let guys. it be clear that this act has now become a complete circus. What is an act yeah. has now become, well, and, and it is nobody's it, it, one fault, yeah. but I can tell you, Fani could have nipped this in the bud. I'm sorry, D.A. Willis could have nipped this in the bud by never having hired this gentleman in the first place. Correct. Given what could Maybe, have but this is where we it. are. And I just, I, I don't want to follow their I narrative and what I she's doing. The narrative is this man is on tape asking to find 11,000 votes. That, to me, it should always I be get the headline. It. And there is no evidence yet. You guys open. talking about... Well, but you guys talking about this has made me think of a, another case, and that is of Marilyn yeah. Mosby. Yes. Um, so I, I, for those who don't know, uh, Marilyn Mosby, the attorney, um, the Baltimore DA, former Baltimore DA who brought charges in the Freddie Gay, uh, case, Freddie Gray case, um, has now, uh, caught a case herself. I want us to talk about that. We, we don't have time because we're out of time this week, but maybe next week or or the week after, are you guys good with that if we talk about that? I just want to say, as you know, well, I know we're not at calls to action yet, but I think we're, we're close. We are. Well, no, let's let's get to call to action. Perfect segue. Angela, kick us off. Call to action. Mine is, um, Marilyn Mosby, um, reflected what a black prosecutor should look like as a state's attorney in Baltimore. And what I will tell you is my one ask is that these cases, there's two cases that she's caught um, as sentencing come, draws near that the administration, administration, the Biden administration remembers the discretion, the full discretion it has um, to pardon people who have only been out to seek justice. Um, the DOJ should have never had her on their target list. We talk about $5,000 and we'll talk more about what this $5,000 is later, but there's no reason. No, she should never spend a day in prison. She should not be um, prevented from practicing law because this should not be on her record. Her record should be expunged. She should be cleared. She should be completely pardoned. And that's my call to action this week. I well, would, you would know love where, to see it. You know happen. where I would be on that because I think the, 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 the targeting of black elected officials who are impacting in significant ways on society, largely contrary to what the governing powers in different cities, counties, states in this nation would like, and they are and they and they bring down swift um, uh, response when they deem necessary. And I, and I think this is a case we ought to illuminate for every listener out there in yes. every part of this country. We ought to be making noise about targeted prosecutions. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. 
All right. So was that your call to action, oh, Andrew? Well, mine really was. I, something was said, I think, last week, Angela. We were in that conversation um, about the that video. And you said, you know, they're playing this on, on Fox News. And I said, yeah, I know. But I don't know because there isn't a conservative outlet out there I necessarily listen to uh, because it you know, get hot, get heated. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask that you all choose to join me, uh, not you two because you apparently already do, but that the listeners, if you are like me and you can't really tolerate nonsense, um, that we spend 10 minutes this week deliberately listening to a well-known or known about conservative outlet um, and just hearing what is said. Just give mm-hmm. us 10 minutes of it and let's see how we emerge from it. I'm going to do it and I'll share with y'all how I feel. And I'm asking that I not be the only one going through this m- missive that others join me in trying to hear an opinion, a voice, a thought different than their own. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, I know we said a lot about Marilyn Mosby. We will fill in the gap when we talk about this. We want to give her uh, the appropriate amount of breath that uh, this case deserves. So please join us um, next week. Uh, We'll revisit this topic because it's a a really big deal uh, for us. Andrew, I completely respect you. I love you. You You know that. (laughs) I am a black woman. I grew up between Ohio and Georgia. I know how conservative white (laughs) folks think enough. I don't have a bit of any more intellectual curiosity about that. I have lived experience I with do it. Too, um, sure. But, you know, more power to those uh, who, who want to do it. My So I try to give a call to action that's not really political. Um, and so something that I'm working on that has been really challenging for me, um, and so I'm inv- inviting other people to do this with me, uh, is patience. Mm. On my way here, uh, my Uber driver was like, he was a slow driver. He couldn't find my building. You know, I was frustrated. I was getting here. The people at the front door were driving me crazy. I was just short with everybody. Uh, And I think sometimes the universe sends me uh, situations to teach me patience, Mm. to take a breath, to treat Mm. other people with grace. Um, And you can easily forget Mm. about that. You know, when you're in a rush, you're trying to do something. Um, and, you know, try to think like, if this were my mother, how, how would I want someone mm. talking to her? If this were my child, how would I want someone mm. talking to them? So take a breath, be kind, extend grace Love to that. others. Um, and it's it, kindness is free and it's contagious. You know, sometimes when I'm in a bad mood and I just walk outside my house around the block uh, and I pet dogs. That makes me feel great. Um, but just seeing people smiling at people, um, it can make us all a, a, so a better true. community. So um, just a, a lesson in kindness and patience. And look, I'm, I'm a work in progress. So uh, that would be That's my real. ask. For I love it. Some love, kindness and patience. Before we go, one quick thing. We have one final viewer what? question. We won't answer it, but just take a quick listen. <laughs> hey, what's up? Chris Flores with video submission for y'all. Question for y'all. I'll keep it short. Uh, where did you get the name Native Land Podcast? What does it mean to be native to you? Uh, these people that say, you know, well, I'm from America. My dad's been from America. And, you know, that's not necessarily being native. Chris, welcome home. Thank you so much for that question. We actually answer that question in our promo recording 
for Native Land Pod, but it's come up so much in questions, um, in comments online. People ask about it when we go and talk about the show on air. Because of how much we've been asked about this and you all want to hear our explanation of Native Land Pod, we're doing a separate mini pod episode that will drop um, this upcoming Tuesday where you can hear all about it. And let us know how you feel. Make sure that you download that episode. You watch it on YouTube. You talk about it in the comments. Let us know what you think. I love that. All right. Thank you to my co-host for a packed show today. Uh, Before we end the show, I do want to thank all of you guys for weighing in every week uh, with your comments on YouTube, your comments on our social media handles, um, your videos that you send. Please keep them coming. We love hearing from you. We want to make sure that this is an interactive conversation. Please be sure to leave us a review. Um, Let us know what you think about the show. We try to make this interactive conversation this week. So give us your thoughts on all the topics uh, that we talked about. We're available on all platforms. Platforms, uh, including YouTube. New episodes drop every, every Thursday. You can also follow us on social media. We are Tiffany Cross, Angela Rye, and Andrew Gillum, and there are 249 days until Election Day. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Native Land Pod is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with Reason Choice Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.